0: It is day five of Daf Zayim. We are holding the Gemara Daf Daftes with base about 25 lines down from the top of the page, right in the middle of the Omud. Yesterday we left off in the middle of a discussion. Essentially, just to recap, the discussion was, in our Mishnah we had multiple pairs of rabbis who argued in each of multiple generations whether smicha, leaning on an animal as part of the service of offering it as a sacrifice, can be performed on Tov. The first of each of those pairs, the Mishnah said, was the Nasi. The most senior member of the court in each generation, while the second of each pair was the Avdesdin, who was the second in charge of the court, the second scholar in each generation. Rabbi Meir con- concurred with this view. Rabbi Meir and Abrisa in the Gemara concurred with this view. He said that the first of each essentially was the Nasi and the second was the Avdesdin. And we said, according to Rabbi Meir, that would mean Yehuda ben Tabai, who was listed first in his pairing, was the Nasi, and Shimon ben Shetach, who was listed second in that same pairing, was the Avdesdin. The Chachamim argue with Rabbi Meir in the Bryce quoted in the Gemara. And they say, no, actually, of all the groupings, we agree with the criteria in the Mishnah and with Rabbi Meir. But one of the groupings, we think you've got it wrong. And that is the grouping of Yehuda ben Tabai and Shem ben Shetach. Whereas Rabbi Meir says Yehuda ben Tabai is the Nasi and Shem ben Shetach the Rosh Bezdin, we think it's the reverse. We think Yehuda ben Tabai was the Av Bezdin and Shem ben Shetach was the Nasi. So, the Gemara wanted to establish then the authorship of a Brysa. The Brysa said, Yehuda ben Tabai was apologizing, he was crying out for forgiveness that he made a mistake. He had killed someone for being an aid Zomain, a Zomain witness who was discredited in a certain way, we explained yesterday. And he made a mistake, and Shimon ben told him he'd made a mistake. And from that point on, this is the pertinent point that we'll pick up today Yehuda ben Tabai said, I'm never again going to rule on a matter of law except in the presence of Shimon ben Shetach. I don't want to make any mistakes. And it's that the Gemara is going to pick up in order to determine the authorship of the brysa. The Gemara says, Maniho, who is the author of this brysa that we've just learned, that Yehuda ben Tabe made this mistake, and he said, I'm never again going to determine a halacha when Shimon ben Shetach is is there. It makes sense if you say that the Pricer is talking about the view of Rabbi Meir. Why does it make sense? He says that Ben Tabai Nasi. He says Yehudah Ben Tabai was the more senior of the two. He was the Nasi. So it makes sense that until that point, he was establishing halachas in the presence of Shem ben Shetach because he was the most senior of the two. Yehud ben tabai was the nasi according to Rimeh, So until that point, he didn't have a problem expressing a view on halacha in front of Shem ben Shetach. And therefore, from that point onwards, it makes sense that he made a promise that he would never again do so. If you say the Brisa follows the view of the rabbis, the Omri Yehudah ben Tabai Av Bezdin Shem They say it's the reverse. That Yehudah ben Tabai was actually number two to Shem Ben Shetach. He was the Av Bezdin, and Shem Ben Shetach was the more senior scholar. In which case, Av Bezdin Mivne Nasi Halacha. Would an Av Bezdin rule on matters of law in the presence of a Nasi? In other words, if a Halacha came in front of both of them, someone came and asked a Shiloh and they're both standing there. Yehuda ben Tabai, if he was the Av Bezdin, he wouldn't be allowed to answer a halacha in the presence of the nasi. A rabbi is not allowed to answer a question in the presence of a greater scholar, except under very, potentially very uh, particular circumstances. But generally speaking, a scholar cannot answer a question in front of a greater scholar than him. Certainly not the greatest scholar of the generation. So... If this brisa is is in accordance with the view of the rabbis that Yehuda ben Tabai was actually the second in command to Shetach, that Shetach was more senior than him, then it doesn't make any sense that Yehuda ben Tabai would make a promise that he would never again give a view on halacha in the presence of Shetach. He shouldn't have been doing that until now either, because Shetach was more senior to him. It only makes sense if Yehuda ben Tabai was more senior to begin with. Then he said. I've, until now, I've been expressing halacha in the presence of Shem Ben but from now on, I won't do so in case I make a mistake. So the Gemara says, no, you have misunderstood. Actually, it's not necessarily the case that Yehuda Ben Tabai must have been more senior, must have been the Nasi in Shem Ben Shetach the Av The whole thing can still make sense, even if you say Yehuda ben Tabeh was the Av Bezdin and he was junior to Shem even so, it could still make sense that he gave an apology and said, I'm never going to express a halacha in the presence of Shem Because what was he saying? My kibbalah alav the Ka'ama, what did he take upon himself? L'istarufi, to join in sitting on a court. Starufe, he declared that I will not even join in sitting on a court unless Shem al is present. In other words, the Gemara is saying, for sure, Yehuda ben Tabai was junior to Shemuel Meshetach according to this view. He was the bezdin, And of course, if a question came in front of both of them and they were both there, of course, Yehuda ben Tabai until that point also would not have given a view in the presence of Shemuel Meshetach, who was more senior to him. What did he do until then? Until that point, he would gather a group of judges and they would judge cases together. And if Shemuel Meshetach was not available or not around at that time, they would judge cases as a based in, as a court, without Shemuel Meshetach there. That wasn't a problem. That's not the same as a question coming in front of both of them and speaking up in front of him, in front of Shemuel Meshetach. Of course, Yehuda Ben Tabe would not do that. But if he, he, he would establish a court without Shemuel Meshetach and sit and judge a case with other scholars. From that point onwards, however, he, would, he said, even to do that, I won't do. I won't even convene a court now, henceforth, without Shem Meshatach there, in case I make a mistake. So, according to this answer, it could be Yehudah ben Tabai was junior to Shem Meshatach. Up to that point, he would convene a court without Shem Meshatach, but of course, he would never answer a question if it came before both of them and they were both there in the presence of Shem Meshatach. And afterwards, he even wouldn't convene a court without Shem and Shetach in case he made a mistake. The Gemara continues with the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said Yotzah, Menachem, That Hillel and Menachem didn't dispute this matter. And when Menachem left the Sanhedrin and Shammai replaced him, then Hillel and Shammai then disputed it. Leichon Yotza, where did Menachem go? says He left to join a bad society. In other words, according to the Mepharshim, he joined a heretical sect, the Baitusim perhaps, who were a sect that disputed the validity of the oral law, and he retired to live a reclusive life. Rav Amarava says, He left to enter the service of the king. What was he doing in the service of the king? So Teferis Yisrael quotes Josephus that when King Herod Hurdus was a young boy, Menachem met him and foretold that he would someday be king. When Herod, who wasn't of the royal family, eventually did become king, he honored Menachem by appointing him a royal minister. And according to the Gemara in Yerushalmi, Menachem accepted the appointment to, f- to help fight the many evil decrees that had been promulgated by the government against the people. And that probably explains what we're about to learn, which is that multiple people joined him to leave, to enter the royal services. The Gemara says, It was also taught in a brysa. Menachem left the Sanhedrin to enter the service of the king. And Yatsu And who else left with him? 80 pairs of students left and they were dressed in royal garb. They left with him. Now this is quite unusual. The Gemara's brought a dispute. Abai says he went off to become a heretic. And Ravah says he went off to enter the service of the king on very noble causes. Is that really what's going on here? So Ben Yohiyoda gives another interpretation. He says maybe Abai and Ravah agree with the facts of what happened here. That actually he did go off to serve the king. But they disagree with how we should view what he did. Menachem, he went to join the king. But Abayah says, you know what? If you leave the Bastin to become a royal minister... To leave the Sanhedrin and the center of Torah study to go and become a minister of the king—that's tantamount to leaving to join a bad society. Whereas Rava expresses this in slightly more positive terms. The Gemara elaborates now on the dispute over smicha on Yom Tov, leaning on an animal for the purposes of the sacrifice on Yom Tov. Shem Bar Abba, Rav Shem Bar Abba said the name of La Olam Alte Shvus Don't let a rabbinic prohibition of Shvus about Shabbos or Yom Tov seem minor to you. Because smicha is just a rabbinic prohibition. Leaning on an animal, making use of an animal in that way, is a rabbinic prohibition on Shabbos and Yom Tu. And yet, over multiple generations, five successive generations, the great scholars, the greatest scholars of each generation, argued about it, as we see in our Mishnah. So don't let a rabbinic prohibition seem minor to you. The Gemara says, Peshitta, isn't it obvious that smicha is just a rabbinically forbidden activity? Why is Rabbi Yochanan emphasising it's nothing more than a rabbinic activity? than a rabbinically prohibited activity. So the Gemara answers, He's telling us that there are rabbinic prohibitions concerning Shabbos that forbid activities that are actually a mitzvah to perform. That not only did the rabbis prohibit certain things on Shabbos, but sometimes they prohibited things that were a mitzvah. Smicha is a mitzvah, and unless the rabbis declared it was forbidden to perform on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So the Gemara says, Hanami oh, Wait a minute, that's also obvious. Why is Rabbi Yochanan telling us this? So, the says, Rabbi Yochanan is trying to tell us what the nature of the dispute is about in relation to smicha on Yom Tov. We mentioned this earlier in the week. The, all these rabbis argue whether smicha can be performed on Yom Tov or not. What are they actually arguing about? The Gemaraan Beitza, we said, brings two views. One is they're arguing about whether smicha is even required for a Korban Chagiga. Is the nature of the Korban Chagiga an obligatory Shlomim offering? Does that require smicha? Or is smicha only required maybe for a voluntary Shlomim offering? So Rabbi Yochan is saying that is not what the dispute is. The dispute is not whether smicha is required. Rather, the dispute is the other view in the Gemara and Beitza, which is can smicha be performed a long time before the Korban is offered? Or does it have to be immediately before the Korban is offered? And according to one view, it can be performed earlier. And therefore it could have been done before Yomtev. According to the other view, it has to be done immediately before the carbon. So by using the expression smicha involves nothing more than a rabbinic prohibition than a shvuz, Rabbi Yochanan is trying to teach us that the dispute is about the applicability of that prohibition leaning on the animal in the face of the mitzvah of smicha. That's what the dispute is about. But everyone agrees, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that the mitzvah of smicha does technically apply to a chagiga. The only question is whether it is overruled on Yom Tov or not. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan is trying to teach us. We're going to hold it here for the week. Hold it here for the day. Hold it here for the year. I wish you all a very good Shabbos, a good Yom Tov, a good Gaben to Yok, Siva Tova, and we'll be in touch next week, next year.